You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is Raubag versus Rabbeinu Yenem. And a criticism that was launched at the proverbial battle. And you know what that means, Bob, of course. Proverbs. Both of them wrote Chiburim on Mishle. The Ralbags is one of the most beloved commentaries on Mishle. It was printed in almost all the Mikros Gedolos for years. Um, and it is a, uh, it, it's, it's one of his great achievements, is his commentary on Mishle, the Ralbag on Mishle. Rabbi Nione also uh, wrote a parish on Mishle, which only was, uh, was only uh, actually came to light and print in, ni- in, in about 1910. It's only been around, there, was, there were manuscripts of it. Um, and uh, th- this is my copy of Rabbi Nione on Mishle. It is a book that unfortunately does not, unlike the Ralbags, which we have the complete, his complete work on Mishle, Rabbeinu Yona on Mishle is very sporadic. There are whole chapters that we don't know what he was writing about. Others where it's, it's quite extensive. Uh, there are three extant manuscripts. One was in the Vatican um, and, and one was in the Bodilian Library in Oxford. Um, and it is not, it's unfortunate that it's not, he can't go toe-to-toe with the Raubag, but not because, not because he didn't write on it, although some have theorized he died while he was working on it, and that's why the, the, the work is incomplete. Be that as it may, it is an incomplete work, but in sections where, again, my sense is from Rabbi Nobachi, I'm going to show you in a minute, that it was considered a, a classic. I'm going to read it to you, and I'll show you right now. And therefore, this really opens up a, a, a whole new vista of, of discussion. We're going to be able to look at Psukim and Mishle and see Robag and what Rabbi Yona said about it. And that I think is going to be more... Uh, I think uh, for many people, you know, we, we sort of get a sense of, of, you know, it's like a, an aphorism, a very, uh, like Shakespeare's aphorisms or, 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 or from other great writers or thinkers, poor Richard's almanac, um, you know, some, and yet the Rishonim looked at Mishle in an essential way. I, I want to like underscore this with the words of, of of Rabbeinu Bachia that you can see are are here. Rabbeinu Bachia in his introduction to Chumash uh, says that he actually uh, is going to uh, attempt a multi-tiered, multi-layered interpretation of the Torah. And those of you that are familiar with Bachia know what I'm talking about. There's the Derech HaPshat, the Derech HaMedrash, the Derech HaSeichel. Um, and then he says there's the Derech HaShem. 
There's the fourth method, the fourth approach, which is a Kabbalistic one. And first, I want to read you a little bit about our, our hero from our previous series, the Ramban. But my book needs to have more than just Torah. It needs to have also character traits, character build. I'm, if you look in Bach's commentary, you'll see that every Parsha starts with an intro. And he wasn't the only one. There were other Rishonim, Yonah himself, in what we have from Rabbeinu Yonah's commentary on Chumash, his Drushim and Chumash, which I mentioned before. Also, I believe, the Ibn, uh, Rabbi Huda Ibn Shiyuv, and there are probably others that are escaping me now, that their commentary on the Torah, they began every parsha with Musr, a Musr Drash from Sefer Mishle. And that's what Bachi does as well. I'm going to start every parsha with a pasuk that I'm going to expand upon from that wonderful book that's Hamudot, that wonderful book that's desirous. Who's safer? Adir Chochmavadas. It's a safer that's amazingly strong in terms of wisdom, in terms of das. We'll see what das is. Who Musr Mole and full of Musr. We'll see what Musr is too. Who's Sefer Mishle, Shlomo ben David? Sodar Shem Koamidos. Over there, if you have Mishle, you know exactly how your character traits should be. Lahavchin, Chin Erkan, to know and understand how beautiful they are and, 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 how, and, and how subtle and important they are. Shevaches Hamudos. If you look, again, this is all uh, rhyming. He praises the ones that are desirous. That rhymes with Erchon. And he, and, and he shows you how terrible it is to be sunk in the wrong character traits. Okay. So he's going to use Mishle to introduce his every single Parsha that he's going to do his magic with. is introduced with Mishle, Bachia says. Umi pirushe echod kodosh. Medaber, and from the commentary of a holy, of that holy one who speaks, the one who speaks so with, with such earnestness, with such seriousness, and such correctness, that from that holy speaker, Ezkar, I'm going to mention him in those introductions. I'm going to mention the ideas in Mishle that were articulated and written by this great holy man. Again, there's the Ramban, and now his first cousin, He is this man of God. Remember, he's talked about Ha'ish Moshe before about the Ramban, but here's on the Rabbeinu Yonah. He is the the, 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 is the, the, the column and the, 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 the cornerstone. Who are Ravagoto rhyming with Pina? Rabbeinu Yona. Asher was Sefer Ahu, that book of Mishle, Chiber Pirush for Osa Aznayim. He wrote a commentary and he put handles on it. Not just explaining what each word meant. But he gave in Mishle 
a means of holding to on it and, and taking the book into yourself. Vikava bidvarov. And if you look in the words Yona uses in Mishlei, Ture Sapirov, rows of jewels. The words of Yona are rows of jewels that light up and, 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 and illuminate our eyes. So Yona's commentary, this was two generations afterwards, right? About 60 or 70 years after Rabbeinu Yona had written his commentary, Bachya says it's, it's the greatest thing. And he says, I am going to take Yonah's words and make them a crown to my head, a crown of gold. Because his, his words, they give me such energy. They, they speak to my soul. How great is this his work on Mishlei? Better than gold or other sorts of jewels. Man demar. Who can maybe how would maybe I be able to take some dirt from his grave, so as it would be? Because if I can somehow take something from what he left and fill my eyes and in a sense be able to, to understand things. He's not with us anymore. His work speaks for him. I could use that. Virov Ikaro shall safer the most and the essence of either Yonah's book or Mishlei, Echlo Betorah Baroshe Parshios. I'm going to stick it into the Torah when the Parsha begins. Bibir Kochmas Gufnias Fasichlis. The reason I'm going to do that is because Mishlei explains the Chochmah of the Guf and the Seichel. The Guf, how we have to interact as people with each other, and also our inside, our intelligences, our intellect. That is what Mishle is about. And the reason why it's so important. Yan ki kula Look, I'm writing a commentary on the Torah. But the Torah connects to a human being through the medium of his midos. A person's character traits are the, are the highway, are, 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 are the receptacle that allows the Torah to be connected to you. Why? Because they are like our chamer. These, it's, like, it's, like the, it's like the clay that's used for the mitzvos. Lishmar mishmeret. That allows you to keep them and really keep at it. It's only a person with good midos that the Torah really bonds to him. And, and therefore, a person with good midos isn't just taken by a mitzvah because he's excited for it and he keeps it for a little while. It's those good midos that allow the mitzvahs to, to have a continuance. You're right. A chocham usually means, look how great his wisdom is. Vigova Mailoso. And he becomes so great, so brilliant. Look how much he knows. Look how much Shas he knows. Zoar, Sefri, Safra, Tosefta, Mechilta. But the Ruach HaKodesh alove, this idea that he's more than just uh, an engine of mind, the fact that he is elevated to a higher level with Ruach HaKodesh, that happens with Fi Midosov. That happens because 
of his of his character traits. And it's not his level of intelligence of what he's achieved. It's, it's the levels that he's been able to uh, get to with Midos, Retires Libo. And based on that, Tis Alenafsho. Based on that, his soul will rise. And what in other words, if a person doesn't have Mishlei to append himself, he could be the greatest knower of Torah, but it won't take him to this level. That he should be someone who has the spirit of prophecy within him. And therefore, Rabbeinu Yonah didn't just like say that, you know what, I think I'll write a nice little drush on Mishlei, Rabbeinu Bachem saying, before each parsha. Bach is telling us that Mishlei is crucial because Midos, a book that speaks to Midos and their inheritance and Musar, without that, without Shlomo Melech's wisdom guiding us and Rabbeinu Yonah's interpretations, then we the purpose of Torah isn't going to be achieved. So it's a beautiful introduction. It's poetic and it tells me a lot. First of all, it tells me why Mishlei was so important in the mind of the Rishonim. And, I, and again, I would say today, how many people do you hear having Sidarim and Mishlei? Many of you out there say, I have a shir in Mishlei Yisharim, I learn Chafetz Chaim, I learn Shemir Eshaloshon. How many learn Mishlei? Right? And you see that Mishlei, look, look how important he makes it. The second thing he's telling us is how large Rabbeinu Yonah, his shadow, and how important his interpretation was. Three, we now have another place to look, other than Rabbeinu Yonah's own commentary that we have from manuscript, we can perhaps piece things together out of Bachia. In other words, where Bachia, even where Bachia doesn't mention that I'm getting this from Rabbeinu Yonah, but I, every single parsha starts with Mishlei, so that's another area to look into, which is Rabbeinu Bachia now becomes a huge well to draw in. So I know I'm sort of letting you, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to speak to you as myself, but part of what piques my scholarly interest is, is, is creating the Uva Rabbeinu Shari Tshuva, Sefer Ayira. Um, uh, uh, we've talked about um, uh, Igeris HaTshuva, the Rabbeinu on on, on, on on brachos from his students the Drushas Rabbeinu Yonah on Chumash, and now Rabbeinu Yonah on Mishlei, appended by Bachim. So we have a lot. So we, I, I think we're building enough of a mountain that can compete with Ralbag's <laughs> incredible output. And we can actually have a, a, a clash of titans because we can you know, we have to work on it. That's, that's what I'm, I'm excited about to present to you. Now let's get to Mishlei. Here's Perak Aleph of Mishlei. Mishlei Shlomo ben David, Melech Yisrael. Okay. Shlomo is the writer of Proverbs. Ladas Chochma Umusr. Chochma and Musr and Das. Three things here. The Das of Chochma and Musr. And then we have Lachovin Imre Bina. So we have Das, 
Chachma, Musar, and Bina. It's Chachma, and what is the difference in Chachma, and what's, what is Chachma, what is Bina? In Pasigimel, we have another word of Musar. Musar, Haskel. Okay. I'm sure some of you have heard Rosh Hashiva say this. This is a Musar Haskel that I want to tell you. Maybe you've heard that before. It comes from Mishle. What is Musar Haskel? We know it has to do with the intelligence, with Seichel, but how is it different than regular Musar? Okay. Then we have Tzedek, Mishpat, Umesharim. What is Orma? It can give a Nar, a young person, Das, Umezima. Hmm, what about this Das? Is that the same as this Das? And what is Mezima? I know some of you know that word already, and it's not the word for, for sex, like or, or ugly sex, Zimagi, right? But it's actually the same word that you know from the beginning of Makos and from the Psukim of Zomimim, right? Zomim, Mizima, right? Lahazim, a plan, a thought. Okay. We then have, Mishwe tells us, a Chacham can hear this and he can add to it. And then there's a Novon. What does a Novon get from the book of Mishle? Well, he can get, he can be Kona, Tachbulos. What is Tachbulos? Usually Tachbulos is translated as a trick. One last Pasuk. And it should, it has to be that book. Is there any other book that we have that is built on directing itself to our midos and making us better people and talking to us about actual I'm not talking about Pirkei Ovos, I'm not talking about other works I'm talking about books from Tanakh are there any books that, that, that are about that? Kohelis could maybe get you there but Mishle is full the whole Sefer Mishle all the Prokim of Mishle are built on it Right, this is the book. This these thirty-one chapters of Mishle are all meant to to change us and to work on us as as human beings in 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 the most direct way that we have. Of all the books of Tanakh, Mishle is not. There's no narrative. Right, there's no narrative at all. The other books you can extract from Eov from the story of David HaMelech, even Tehillim has, has, has a drama to it. Each parak, Mishle, is all character building. Okay? Let's, let's, let's see what it can teach us. Lead us to Shlemus. The purpose of the Torah is not to get Dveikus to God. It's for us to become, to actualize, the Ralbag says, to the greatest way possible. That's the purpose of the Torah. We all, part of that is recognizing God's love, his wisdom, and his compassion. And we know that from the natural world, and we see that from the Torah itself. The Torah, and I've done some of this, Ralbag, before with you. The Torah has three essential parts. 
Some people think all the Torah is is mitzvahs. Mitzvahs that command us what to believe and what to do. Mitzvahs that command us what we, what we should do, what we can't do, and what we can't believe. But that's not all there is. There's another part of Torah as well. And that is what he calls Chochmah Hamedinius. The Chochmah of how human beings need to get along with each other. They're Midos. Not politics. This is not like Aristotle's politics. This is not like what does it mean to have a just society and a society to respect each other. This is more than that. It's that plus more. It's about what you need to be as a human being in terms of uh, 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 as, 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 as a compassionate person, as a giving person, as a person that is able to As we've learned before, Raubag says God could not have a section of the Torah like, say, for Mishle. He could not have a, say, for part of the Torah about your Midos. There cannot be a mitzvah. It's, it's, it's crucial. He, is, he also believes. Now, it's not the same way Bach explained it. Bach says Midos are sort of what is, is sort of the Chomer that the mitzvahs can attach themselves to. And those are the end, that's the ground with which a person can rise to this Ruach HaKodesh level. Raubag sees Midos as a part of Torah, but a part of Torah that could not be the commands of Torah. That's the part of Torah that, that, that is true, that is necessary, but it can't be commanded to be this way. Why? Because God knew because we know how hard it is to work on your mitos and become the great anav, to become the great chassid, to, to be a person who's such a bal tzedaka and not to have any anger. Asher ye asher elov bemidos vatchunos Because most people cannot reach a level of Stellar, stellar character traits. Most people can't get there. But you could become a perfect shotness keeper. You could be a perfect matzah baker. Those things you can be perfect at. You could work at it, and I'm mockbit on this. I am so mockbit on Phil, and I remember there was a, a person that I knew that he, he, he ran around like a, like a hummingbird to everybody check about their tefillin, right? He was so into the midst of tefillin, he would run around everybody in shul and, and check their, was their tefillin exactly uh, in place and, 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 and go, oh, your tefillin's not exactly straight. Oh, it's a little bit too, too low. Oh, here's your hairline. Perfect, perfect. OCD tefillin man, okay? But you cannot be perfect with the mitzvah, which should be a mitzvah, but it can't be a mitzvah, not to get angry. Really, anger should only be on things that you just, that you should get angry about. But you couldn't give such a command. 
Why? Because people couldn't keep it, and you'll see in a minute. Or Simcha. We talked last week what Simcha is, according to Rabbeinu Yonah. But Robag shared with him the same idea, that Simcha should only be on things that should generate Simcha. And it should be Simcha in a measured way, and in the right way. And in terms of, in terms of being a, a, a strong, courageous um, uh, um, defender, you only do that, you only show that, that macho strength on someone that you should be aggressive with, and only in the proper way. He says that's the way it is in all the midos. If there would be a mitzvah, and it would even be written out that way, the human beings would be You could tell them that we're tefillin, and it's possible we're tefillin, 100% correct. You can, you can give people demands how their matzah need to be made, possible to do. You tell people exactly what shotness is, people keep it perfectly. But midos, they are essential, but they cannot be direct commands. Because what would happen is, most of the people would then be found guilty of Averos because they couldn't do it. They were getting angry. They were, become, they were small-minded. They were, they were becoming uh, whatever it was. Zulosimat mizermeim, only small amount can do it. Mashu who built So therefore, God knew he could not put it as a command. Why? And again, look, I've done this piece with you before, but you might remember it. It would be a mitzvah. Because basically what happened was like this. Nobody, people would say, oh, isn't there a mitzvah not to get angry? Isn't there a mitzvah? Uh, uh, isn't there a mitzvah to be compassionate? You're not. You know what? That guy doesn't do that. I'm not wearing tefillin. I'm not building a sukkah. God could not make it a mitzvah because then the, most of the mitzvahs, which he thinks people can do, people would, people would reject them. That doesn't mean it's not as important as mitzvahs. When people will see it's impossible, oh, look, there's so many mitzvahs in the Torah. Don't get angry. Be kind. Keep your equanimity. Nobody does that. Hey, what do I have to keep Shabbos for? No, mitzvahs are impossible, right? Possible to keep them. So where, where do we have it then? So I've done this part with you before. That's why that's the Raubag secret to why we have Sefer Beratius and why we have any narrative in the Torah itself. The whole purpose of narrative in the Torah is to somehow extract from them what are the proper midos and how a person should act. And that is the whole reason why we have Sipurei Torah. Okay. And it also tells us why the Torah tells us the negative actions of a Lot, of a Noach, even of a Yehuda, of a Ruvain. It tells us the negative actions so we know what we shouldn't do. So the Torah decided to create a morality play in order for us to get it, but it couldn't give it to us in direct commands. Okay, that's the second part of the physical and metaphysical reality of creation. That's not in the mitzvahs. That's part of the Torah. 
for a human being, this is the Rabbah's perspective, needs in order, he has to fulfill all the mitzvahs, but he also has to be a person who understands creation. He understands what's behind everything in this world and the planets and the atmosphere and the oceans. He understands the world. Now we know that it's very difficult just as a scientist. And therefore, what helps us is stories in the Torah, Nevi'im help us, Tanakh helps us get there. It helps us, they are scientific um, uh, tools. Now, he says, the book of Mishle is Amuk Ma'od, is very deep. Urava to Ellis, and it, it, what, what is the benefit? Lahayashir el Hatzlochaso Hamadait Hamadinit. Those are section two and three of the Torah. Remember, section one is pure mitzvah. Section two and three you can get from the Torah, but Mishle is the appending work that will get you to parts two and three of the Torah. So therefore, I'm going to write a lot on this. In other words, I'm going to be, there's going to be, if you take my works on other books, you're going to see, I'm going to put a lot of energy in this. Now, some places I'm going to try to be short on it. Because I'm going to try not to repeat myself. But boy, I am dealing with a very important work. Since this book is so important, it deserves its own introduction. As far as we know, Rabbeinu Yona did not provide an introduction to Mishlei like Raubag does. But he says, I'm going to give you an introduction. Why? Because by giving you these key terms, and by this way, I won't have to repeat myself, because it seems like we're dealing with a similar point, and I won't have to repeat myself by giving you these, giving you these uh, first principles. First of all, the Rabak says making mistakes in figuring out principles of the world stops a person from Islamus. If he's wrong about the Khira, if he's wrong about what God does and what God doesn't do, then he will not become an Isha Sholem, even if he does the mitzvahs properly. Why? Because if you don't have your first principles right, maybe letos b'chol masha achra as follows. Then everything you do from that point on is tinged by the incorrect understanding you started out with. Now, what does, when a person attempts to understand things, and again, Mishle gives us understanding in the way in our midos, and also in the nature of things. 
what do we, how does the human brain work? So he says, the first element when you start trying to understand something is called mizima. What does mizima mean? Remember that from the Mishle? Mizima is the machshava hanofeles bedavar asher adrisha. It's the first thought. It's like your first idea. That's called the mizima. You're just starting to think, and, and you got, I got a hunch about this. Oh, maybe this is what it is. That's called the mizima. The second thing is called das. Das is when you've already done more than just, oh, this is my mizima. This is what I think. This is, and that's why you talk about him zomim and more, who are pushed by a plan. Das is muskolos rishonos. That's when you have actually worked on it. You've actually developed an idea, a theory, a counter theory, a, 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 a thesis, an antithesis. You're developing something. That's already, that's called das. It's your first level of exploration. Mizima is a person who's not thinking at all, just in front of a television. That's zero, right? He just has here hurin. Mizima is the beginning. He's still extra, but he's in front of, like, watching from TV. So, like on Zoom? <laughs> Hopefully, I'm giving you something to think about while we're talking. Okay. I'm talking about just watching, you know, like watching fireworks or watching the Macy's Day Parade or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm right. So, so basically, uh, uh, Mizima is I'm starting to think about it. Das is I'm, it's developed a little bit, and I've already begun the process of thinking uh, maturely. Then you have Chachma. Chachma is when you have the idea, the knowledge that you get asher yusku be'emtis hakadomos atzmios. Principles that are, that are essential, that don't change, that you now are able to use and apply, which means you are now versed in philosophy. That's called Chachma. Part of that is, is would be would be would be rules, mathematical rules, laws of physics. That would be called chokma. That's not right. The fourth is called bina, which is which is what? Those are hasogos that you get not from standard facts of laws of physics of nature. Those are ideas that you get from things in the world around you that are changing. But incredibly, that's a, a harder job to do because those might, you might discover something new with Bina. So, Bina, so it, it starts with Mizima. Mizima leads to Das. Das eventually will lead you to the standard way of thinking of principles, which is chachma. From there, you'll be able to be uh, to become a greater individual thinker of the world around you, and be able to become a, a balbina. And then you get another type of das. But it's 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 a bigger das. You are now able to understand things that 
exist without a body. You're able to think abstractly about angels. You're able to think about spheros, if you're a, a Kabbalist. And you can think about God. And you're able to, it doesn't have to be grounded. You can think about the creator. And you can actually have principles about the creator. That is a different type of das. And it can sometimes be called das kidoshim. That is a highest level. That's called das kedoshim. That's super das. So, mezima, immature das, chachma, bina, super das. Those are the five levels that the Ralbag, uh, in terms of understanding. Okay. What is musr? So, let's see. Musr can be two things, he says. Musr can be with midos. Musr can be with deos. Musr is actually two things. Hamusr asher bemidos means that you obviously can't continue to be a, 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 a person who, who eats to his heart's extent all the time, a person who gets angry and doesn't care for other people. You can't do that. You need to work and have better midos. Okay, that's musr in midos. But there's also musr in deos. And what does that mean? That means I want to understand the planets. I, w- I want to understand the solar system. I want to understand how the world works. So you need to go to school. You need to go with Asagas Kafisi Duram. You can't jump around and make things up. You need to listen and learn. You need to learn the system. And the Musr will force you to think about things in this way, which the Raubag says is set in stone. Uh, Rabbi Kivalevich? Yes. Um, so Musr is, Musr is basically discipline. Discipline to understand what, how bad these Midos are and how you need to leave them alone and what they're going to do for you. And Musr in thinking is also important. Like he says, that it's, you're going to want to go about it this way, but that's not going to lead you where you need to go. You need to go in the right place. No, I want to know about this. I want to know what's beyond. You're never going to get there. No, I, I want to. I want to go into one. I want to know what the, what the black hole is. You know, I want to know uh, the essence of, of of the multiverse. I want to know about you know, I, the the Rabag from his scientific perspective says you're not going to get there. So, so therefore, if you're never going to get there, you need to be warned. Don't even try that way. That's Musar Haskell. And also, And also, to, to, to push you what you can do to understand. That's what Musar means. Musar, there's Musar in Deos and Musar in Haskell. I want to contrast this, and I know we're, we're running with Rabbeinu Yonah's interpretation of that. He has a completely other interpretation of what Chochmah is and what, uh, what Musr is. And here's Rabbeinu Yonah on Chochmah and Musr. Rabbeinu Yonah already says that I want to tell you what Chochmah and Musr is. What's the difference? So he says that, I, 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 I'll use a marshal to explain. A person wants to go to a city and people tell him 
that to get to that city, um, it's super cold. There's there's a lot of crevices in the highway. You might fall in. And he says, you know what? I'm still going. But then they tell him there's mountain lions, there's panthers. Then he's okay, I'm not going. Ladas Chochma Umusar. The purpose is Lahovin. Chochma means figuring out how to be a good Jew and stay away from Averos. That's what Chochma is. Nothing about these Musogim Atzmiim. Look, they were these are giants that we're talking about, Rabag and Rabbeinu But you can see who is more gifted with a, uh, a, a much more elastic and beautiful language. Rabag is is, is is a strong thinker, and, and you know what he's after. Rabbeinu Yona was much more gifted in, in terms of his, his his poetry, and he says, Chachma is leaving, is doing the right thing." And staying away from Averis. That's what Chachma is. And he said, I prove it from the Torah. The Torah says, what's our Chachma binaschem? What's the Chachma? That they see we have Torah. Now, what does that mean? You need, you need to be able to do mitzvahs and stay away from Averis. That's Chachma. So what is Musr? Musr is to know how bad Averis are. How, what it can do to you. You, you know that by... But, but, but how terrible the virus are, and to always remind yourself that you will be punished by doing Averis. And not only that, Musr is also to be taken so much by that idea that you tell others about it. That's called Musr. Musr is to, to actually beat yourself, talk to yourself about how destructive Averos are, and, and, and how it can ruin your life. And if you believe it for yourself, of course you're going to want to do it for others. That's what Musr is. Now, um, so if that's true, he says, the first Pasuk says, Chachma and Musr, Chachma first and then Musr. The second Pasuk says, Musr and then Seichel. Which comes first? So he says, remember what the second Pasuk says? It says, Lokeach Musr Haskil. What does the word Lokeach mean? Lokeach does not mean to understand. Lokeach means to live Musr. It's being Makayim Musr actually. That's what Lokeach Musr means. Again, he's being medayic, the word lokeach. Now, musr haskel could mean musr and seicha. Even though it says musr haskel, it could be musr vihaseicha. It doesn't mean musr that is seicha. Now, what is seicha? Seicha means carefulness. Seicha means carefulness in everything that you're doing. It says by David HaMelech that he was very careful, that he was successful. Hashkocha, 
Musr Haskel means Musr is one thing, and Seichel means carefulness towards things. Um, Musr Haskel could mean to take that Musr about how bad things are, how bad the Averos are, based on your Seichel. Meaning, the Nefesh HaMaskelis, the Neshama that you have, that is the generator of intellect can change you and can be the, 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 the voice within you that allows Musr to happen. I've told you, you can see a vast difference between Robag and Rabbeinu Yonah. There is none of this hierarchy of intellectualism, of Das and Chachma at all. He doesn't do that. He doesn't overcome the levels of Mizima. Um, Bina, again, Raubag is very stuck in his philosophical world. Also, in terms of Musr, Rabbeinu Yonah, the Musr is very, is very direct. He doesn't deny that there is a person can think about things in a more elevated way. And he says, maybe eventually, if you read this book, your neshama will strengthen itself. But ultimately, even when it does, it's going to still give you a message of, don't do that, Avera. Don't be that person. Don't you realize how bad that is? Maybe it's more than the child who says, who gets scared by the fires of hell. But ultimately, that's what Musr is about. Musr is about an intensity, an intensity of how terrible this could be. And obviously, when you're young, you look at it one way. When you're older, you look at it a different way. And and Seichel has a a hand in it. Raubag, on the other hand, says Musr is somewhat of a coldness. There's Musr is more... There's Musa Fermidos, which is basically realizing, hey, you want to be this bum? You're never going to be a philosopher. You want to be involved in Taiva all day? Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what Musa is. It's not about screaming at you about you're going to hell and how you're going to get punished. And similarly, the Musa, when it comes to the Musa of, 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 of Deus, is, hey, you're going about this wrong. You're never going to figure this out. You, you want to be, you, you think you're on your way to becoming a philosopher? These are things which human beings can't figure out. You're, you're on the wrong path. You're, you're going against standard uh, wisdom. That's what Musr is with, according to Raubag. So I think you see already, um, you know, two, again, both of them holding this book up, as we saw from Bachya, as crucial. And, 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 and again, we've already, I think, seen uh, how they are battling. Battling over how this book should be used. Both of them agree that this, this book is crucial. The question is, what are we going to get out of it? How it's going to relate? I guess you could simply say, everybody, a hammer hits a nail. You know, Rabbanino were so different that they were almost forced to re- to interpret this work according to their uh, their mindset, as opposed to letting the work perhaps inform them. 
I don't know. I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to I'm going to assume that they that they were men of intellectual honesty. I think we already see in these first pasuk, these first psukim, essential differences uh, between them uh, in style and in terms of uh, uh, of purpose and approach. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.